0: And your discernment will elevate to a very high level when you really care about other people. And you become a servant in your mentality. Because this is a business, we talk about leadership, this is a business that you need a different type of leadership than what we're most accustomed to. If you look at our lives, most of us If we went to school, went to university, we graduated in a major that for most of us, unless we knew exactly what we were going to do with it, our prayer was, I've graduated, I need a job. You were encouraged to go to university so you could get a job, i.e. it's supposed to equal security. It's an absolute joke. Today, most people, young people, are going to change their careers about eight times. That's going to be fun. Let's look at the world that we're in, and then you might really get a hold of what I've heard sitting backstage for the last hour and a half. I assert that most people in this business do not really know what they've got a hold of. And that means many of you here Those of you who heard me train before, I don't take prisoners, I free people to become great. So, we're accustomed to someone telling us what to do, yes? Whether it's the teachers in school, whether it's our parents when we're growing up, then it becomes our bosses. And those of you who have risen to the point of being responsible bosses in your profession, you're directing traffic from a different mindset and a different power base than you're ever going to use here. Here, it's from volition that people will follow you. It's from their free will that they want to be with you. They don't need a despot. They're not going to get fired. They'll just eliminate themselves if they don't want to do it. But our mindset, and you know how much I concentrate on the power of the mind and the nature of thoughts and the outcome of your life being directly related to the nature of those thoughts. I've spent my life doing this. And when I observe people not really getting what they've got a hold of, it concerns me. We're talking about, this is a leadership setting. Well, we could define leadership, and I'll do a bit of it for you. The qualities of leadership. But we bring in the untrained, unwashed masses that have a glimmer of hope to improve their lot in life financially. They don't have a clue how much personal development is going to take place. I don't know anybody who's been in this company for more than a year that hasn't become a better person. It's impossible to be around the right influences because whatever we are is a byproduct of who's been teaching us, who's influenced us, what's been going into our minds. Now is it not true that the world is changing so fast with technology that there is no job security? Would that not be a fair statement? You're going to be replaced. Robots are going to take over. What are you going to do? What are your friends and family going to do? And what are the chances, with all the brilliant scientists and technicians out there, that you're going to be the one that comes up with the next billion dollar idea? And where are you going to get the resources to even have the first thought of it? Stop and think for a minute. The behavior, the behavior that's required to be successful in our company is so darn simple. We have a product line, services, and we have a compensation plan. Those two are identical for everybody who ever came in and registered with the company, yes or no. So what's the only variable? Let me hear it. It is you. You are the only bird. You know, Steve Jobs said that he believed in people. He said people are basically good and smart. He said if you give them the right tools and an opportunity, they'll do great things, followed by... At least 50% of the entrepreneurs that he's seen fail failed, 50% of the time for one reason. They did not persevere. We are very weak people when it comes to keeping a solid commitment. We're wanderers. If it isn't working right away, real fast, Famous expression, well I don't think I'm cut out for this. Well let's cut out a surgeon. (laughs) It's a surgeon, let's cut him out. Mm -hmm. Or you get good at your trade. So what do you need to get good at? You've just heard it. You've just heard it. When Artie and I started, I was laughing back there with my wife. I said, oh my God, look at the stuff they got to build with today. You should have been with us 20 years ago how many three-way calls we did. We were on the phone every three, four times a week, telling our group, get on the phone, get on the phone, let's get a conference call, we'll help you recruit. Sometimes we'd play tag team. I'd say something, turn it over to Artie, he'd say something and say, well, my partner has this experience, let's hear from him. We never took the foot off the belt. Wanna know why? The word "mo" It's called momentum. Momentum. You prime the pump, you prime the pump, you prime the pump, you prime the pump, you prime the pump. Pretty soon the water starts to flow. Okay, what do you do now? Go, oh, whew, I'm okay, now I don't need to prime that baby anymore. You let it go, and pretty soon what happens? There's no more prime in the pump. You thought you were finished. No, when you prime the pump, that's when you build momentum, it's when you work even harder. Because sooner or later, it's going to get away from you. I can tell you right now that if Artie and I had met 99.99% of the people in our international organization that were buying and using services, ACN services, if we met them face to face, we would not know them and yet we got a percentage of whatever services they were paying to the company every single month. Some of them were 20, 30, 40, 50 levels deep. What Larry touched upon, you sponsor somebody and you don't know. You don't know. You think you know. So you have to be consistent. And that person maybe sponsors one or two people. And they quit. They don't show up, they're not coming anymore. And down around the fourth level, you got a wandering person looking for information. And maybe they go to someone else to get it. And you may find out, hey, they're actually in my group. And that person goes on to become an SVP. I'm starting to get the idea. If I do my part, there are going to be people come in that are going to do much more than me. And I hope I've been worthy of having them in my group. And I need to make sure I know who they are and to pay attention. See, we lose the vision. We can talk about vision all day long. We can talk about philosophy. give us a sense of feeling good, we're involved, and a sense of security, we're with a great company. That's historic. That doesn't need to be demonstrated anymore. It'll be sustained because of the leadership at the top. So what you and I are left with is, what are we doing with this opportunity? What are we really doing? We are great wasters of time. And the person across from you, and I call it a person, is time. You are constantly going to be in a struggle with how well you use your time going toward your expressed objectives. How many of you have leaders have an exact plan that you will be at a certain pin level and point it and say, this is my passion, this is my intention, and I shall not stop until it is accomplished. You say, well, why? You ready for this? Because I said so. Now what am I left with? Nothing. Keep your word. Keep your word. Keep your word. How many times we self-con ourselves? Oh, I'm pumped up. This is great. You know what most of us listen for? Be honest. It's going to be easier. It's going to be easier. Translation, I won't have to do as much to get as far. Why don't you do five times more to go to the moon? See the difference in mindset? When I hear people cheer for something made easier, uh uh-oh, what are they really excited about? Because people become multi-millionaires doing what we already have. Oh, they're smarter. Uh-huh. If you would get the messages I receive over the years, text messages that come to me from people 20, 25 years ago, lives were changed by one session, one training. Woke up and never turned back. They weren't big stars. They were thirsty people that just wanted somebody to believe in them somebody to tell them they could do it. And they weren't smart enough maybe to go out and ask their friends, what do you think about this? That's a kiss of death. If you've got to ask someone else what they think about your opportunity, you better go back and figure it out for yourself. I'll probably say something about this in my talk on Sunday. But I am reminded of the time when I was overcoming polio. And I was uh, like a forest comp kid. No coordination. And I used to play ball in the streets back then. And I'd go sit on the curb. And I wanted to be picked to have a chance. That's all I wanted was a chance to get in the game. It was usually a baseball with a beat up bat. Baseball, it had nine pounds of black tape around it. It was a shot put coming up in the bat. That's why the bat broke so many times. <laughs> and I would sit there, and I realized after a while, I was counting the kids, and then realizing that some of them peeled off. I was hoping another one might get injured, so I'd have a chance. And it didn't settle well with me, but I saw that it was in my mind. And something else bothered me. Sometimes adults would come by, and they must have looked at my forlorn look and they'd say to the other kids, "Oh, give the kid a chance. You know how I felt about that? I don't know why, but it was like chalk on the board to me. You don't mean to plead for me. You're trying to look good for yourself, like you have compassion for me. You don't even know what's in my heart. You just think your light's shining on you because you're such a nice little person. Why don't you say to me, son, get good somehow, practice. There's something you can do. There's a champion in you. Maybe it isn't this. But no, we want to feel good, don't we? We want to feel good. Which one would have empowered me more, do you think, at that point, since one was irritating me? Isn't that what we all need in our lives, is somebody until it becomes us? until we learn how to do it to ourselves. I'm a leader. You want to know why? Because I said so. That's why I'm a leader, and I'll take on the challenges of becoming a great leader. Why? Because that's consistent with what I just spoke. Oof. How would you like to go into battle and someone says, Well, come on. We got the big enemies out there and then I'm your leader, so I'll be right behind you. No, 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 no. One-on-ones. I I wish I had a dollar for every one-on-one I did while we were building. We did them for everybody and anybody. If someone showed up at a meeting and they had that look that you like to see every once in a while, We'd figure out how to get to sit with that person. And we'd recruit them for whoever brought them. We'd help. You've got to be a helper. You need to be involved. Put on that helper's uniform. Step out of your comfort zone. Most of the time, your efforts are not going to bring positive results. Most of the time. Get used to it. Get used to it. Fifty percent of the reason entrepreneurs fail unequivocally Steve Jobs, they lack perseverance. How do you feel when you invite people to come and see your opportunity and uh, they don't show? Who are you when that happens? What happens in your head? What happens in your head is what you've been conditioned over the years to respond to those situations. You take it as personal rejection instead of concept rejection, idea rejection, or you did a terrible job. You didn't know how to invite. You didn't study. You didn't listen. So one day I'm at the window looking out. The kids are playing in the street. My dad came high, factory worker, pillar of integrity. He came by and he said to me, son, what what, what are you doing here? And uh, I said, dad, I I just want to be a champion. I could imagine, not then, I was too young, but as I matured in life, what he must have felt, looking at me, not able to run, barely walking right, wanting to be a champion, looking at other kids playing ball. But he gave me a bit of advice, I'm going to give it to you. It has been miraculous. He said, son, I never had a chance to play much ball, but I can give you some good advice. Whatever it is in life, you want to become good at Don't you ever ask someone who's not good at it how to do it. How sound is that advice? See, we like to be loved, and we like to be appreciated. And so we will surrender our own greatness to fit in. We won't become our superstar. Maybe it will offend my sister that I'm breaking out. Maybe my dad will think I'm getting out of my character because I want to become wealthy and successful and make a contribution with my life. Maybe my husband won't like me or be threatened by it. Look at all the excuses that we use to hide. And then we justify them. And they're all alibis. All alibis. You know, Aristotle, great thinker, great philosopher, he said that excellence, excellence is not an act. Excellence is a habit. Think on that for a moment. Excellence is not one moment of shining and performing. Excellence is consistency, which means it's a habit. You need to develop the habit of excellence in everything you do. That's why personal development, my philosophy for many, many, many years, until you build a person, you can't change their life. All the techniques in the world will not change a person until they go to the mirror and say, who am I, how do I really act, and what are my excuses for not being great? (laughs) So if excellence is a habit, and we're going to be leaders, what is the excellence that we're going to need? Leadership in our business is built bigger by having yourself be a person that people want to be around. Which means your motives, you're drenched in the motive of helping them. That's who people want to be around, yes or no? If you know someone's cheering for you and encouraging you and is there as a leader with an example, a presence that says I'm here to help. Isn't it easier to follow? That type of person. You know, one of the first things in this industry, I saw the potential of it many, many years ago. But I also saw the dangers of it many, many years ago. Years ago, everything was about money. I mean, boy, I'd come in there and there'd be people talking about their flashy Rolls-Royces and all the money they had, and they would just keep flashing all that money, and everybody was in there going, and the ethics of recruiting, okay, the ethics of stealing people, the ethics of misrepresentation took over. And whenever that happens in the culture, it's over with. It's over with. When we don't know right from wrong how to conduct that ethical business, we're done. Sooner or later, it's going to come back and take your head off like a boomerang. No winning that way. Temporary, but in the flash of that moment, you'll suck people in that what? Think the same way. Over here, there's no misrepresentation. None. There's no con job here. We got a compensation plan. What do you do to become successful? Follow the plan. What do you do to become successful? I'm going to start carrying a little mirror around with me. Because a lot of people come up to me and say, George, what's the secret? And instead of keep explaining it, I'm just going to go, there. (laughs) Take a look. Now that is absolutely true. Are the behaviors, listen closely, are the behaviors that you need to adopt and learn to be a good leader, are they not all acquired for the most part? We don't have them coming in, so if we're going to acquire them, where are we going to learn them? We're going to learn them by looking up. There are so many great leaders in this company, come and grace these stages, that if you have a chance to sit around them, I find they're all really nice people. This company, these guys attract the best of the best, and they're your mentors. They're there cheering you on, but they can't jump in your shoes and go back to your town and do the work for you. They can show you the flashlight. There is a path. Uh, Is there a need? Is there a need today? You see, marketing products is always going to be part of our lives and face-to-face encounter, direct selling, will never die, It won't die. So this is an industry that is well in tradition for taking products and services to people and friends. It's wide open, wide open. And in most cases, you're just asking the person to change who they're spending their money to. Ooh, that's a pretty good deal. So, we found in building the business that the leadership that was required when we started required much, much more personal engagement with a growing organization. And you had to be willing to do things that most people today would not do. They would would just buckle under. We have become weaker as people, not stronger. Our influences, with situational ethics everywhere, have made us weaker. But truth will prevail. Honesty will last. And that's the chance we have here. So I go out, and I start making my list all over again. You understand that, leaders? Leave here this weekend, and while you're here, start thinking of people that you want to contact. You see, that's what we do. But will you do it? And if you don't, when you leave this conference, go to the mirror and say, why did I even bother going? I'm not doing what I need to do to help other people succeed. No excuses when I'm tired. The world is tired. (laughs) I don't feel motivated. You're a loser. (laughs) Oh, when I talk about motivation on Sunday, you'll get a real lesson on what it really is. Now, let me ask you this. If you wanted to, notice how I preface that? If you wanted to, could you make a list, yes or no? Okay, so that's a behavior. If you wanted to, you could. Yes or no? Could you put some names on that list tonight before you go to sleep? If you wanted to. Yeah. Well, we got two ways of getting where we want to go. Huh? Huh? Could you, when you get back home to your group, could you tell them that you had a fantastic reignition of what's coming from this company and you are more excited than ever? You may need to start a new conversation. That's what these events are all about. They say recharging your batteries. It's pathetic that they really need much recharging if you really know what you've got here. The greatest thrill we have is when someone sends us a letter or a testimonial that says, you know, I went to your experience to make a different seminar 20 years ago. And I need to tell you what's happened from that experience. My life completely changed. Not just in money. In relationships. In understanding. In wisdom. What do you think you really want out of life? Oh sure, you want to get your financial house in order. You'd like to have some freedom with money so you're not constantly absorbed with making making ends meet. But what's the deeper things that we need? We need to feel good about ourselves. And I'll tell you something. You can feel great about yourself when you're able to put a smile on someone else's face because you engage them. Don't manipulate. Larry talked about language. I think that language is so critically important. The approach in recruiting. I've done some interviews, uh, you know, for... for radio and different things asked about recruiting where I talk about the language of recruiting and how to present and how to know how to use language. It's, it's not difficult. It's just nobody's ever taught you. So I'm glad to see they're starting to talk about language and presentation. It's critically important. How do I get you to open up? The first thing you better be damn sure about, nobody wants to come to an opportunity view. Okay, and feel like they're going to be pushed, overpowered. They're looking for a sip of water to see if they want to drink a little more, and you're hitting it with a fire hose. Not smart recruiting. They're in charge. They're in charge. They're in charge. Okay, and so you have an approach where you let them know those type of things, and that I appreciate very much. The time that you're allowing me to explain this, you might be going halfway down the presentation and you find out something that if they were successful or made money, something that they would like to have. Like maybe it's a car for their wife. Then you go into what I call thematic appreciation of possession. You say, John, wouldn't it be great? If six months to a year from now, you and I working together as a team, that car is in your driveway. How do you think you and your wife would feel? What do you think he's going to say? Oh, terrible. (laughs) He's going to say, that would be fantastic. See, there's, there's your opening. You give somebody possession of something they want in the present moment. They possess it spiritually and mentally. That's motivational. Now they're more open to hearing the rest of your story. Now how long did that take you to do? How many of you see value in it? Could you do it? So make it easier for you by becoming better trained. Start studying. We are an academic lazy society. We push buttons for everything. Don't we? We're obsessed. What? Oh, your dinner. It's cold. What? What was that noise? (laughs) So we can do it. Leadership is developing encouragement, developing a feeling of okayness to be involved, Providing the proper inspiration and support to your team. It's offering plans and roads to travel to get your people where they want to go. The compensation plan takes care of itself, doesn't it? You do certain things, you grow your business, you're at another level, but the beauty of it, and this is what I saw 50 years ago, the beauty was the concept. I knew real clear. Watched my father, great man, walk to that factory, didn't even have a car, rain, sleet, or snow with a little tin sandwich bag, back and forth, back and forth. It didn't matter whether he liked it or not. He felt he had no choice. So he disciplined himself out of the love and devotion to his family and he did it for 40 years. I looked at that and I said, that's a man, good, good man, that gave his life to the boss, to the company. Not that anything's wrong with that, but it has something to do with where he ended up financially. They did okay, they survived. But when my mother died at 98 years old, the last penny they had was spent that day. They didn't need one thing from the rest of us. Pretty good ending, huh? Because of character and discipline. But I looked at that and said, I was stimulated more with more things that you could get in life. I did want to have a nice home. I did want to drive nice cars. I did want my wife in beautiful clothes. I wanted my kids to go to decent schools. I wanted all of those things, but I knew if I had a job, chances are that probably wouldn't show up. But I needed a job. So I kept the job while I started spare time in network marketing to build a fortune. Why? Because I believed in the concept. That the early companies I was with fill what I was looking for? No! So when I found this, do you think I was stupid? I already knew the bad ones. And I wanted no more to do with it. And when I heard that these four guys took a sheet of paper, split it down and said, this we will never do in network marketing. This is our philosophy. My heart was pounding. Wow, finally. Now it's 20 years later. And I'm going to tell you with as much vigor as I can, I've never met four committed, nice, kind, loving, committed human beings that the four who had this company, they have not changed. And if they had, I would not be here. Do you understand? I'm here because I love what's happened for so many people. I love a company that's a credit to the industry. I love a company that gives a damn about the people. and We got it here. How much do you give a damn? So we can talk about the qualities you need. You need to kill your ego. Are you listening? It's not about flash. It's about service. About service. You know, Gandhi had over 200,000 people follow him, and he never paid a penny, never had anything. And for what? People were thirsty and have that feeling of being something, of believing in something, of seeing there's a better way. They bring the spirit alive. And we have neglected that part of our lives for the most part. We're always praying for something that we could do for ourselves, if you're real honest. Mm. That we could do for ourselves. Do it. Simply do it. Do. Do what you say you're going to do. And I promise you, there will be an unfolding for you of how to do it, because your thirst is now focused on getting better at your trade. You will start listening to the tapes. You'll start reading the books that matter. You'll start going to the personal development seminars that are available to wake us up. They're all over the place. I've been doing this training and deep work with people for many, many, many years. I've seen the best and the worst of human nature. I've been with some of the people you'd never want to sit next to and learn from them. And I've been able to sit with some of the most brilliant people and learn from them. And let me tell you something, I learned equal amounts from both. One taught me clearly the weakness of our nature and how we can succumb to terrible things. And the other taught me a way to lift the spirit your focus in life to become a person of valuably becoming a person of caring we have a big challenge in front of us and we have an opportunity that addresses not just the financial needs but the complete uplifting of the human spirit and believe one again in something greater than themselves and to believe once again that people are great there are people that need what we have and we're going to pass right by them because we think we know who's going to be interested. Boy, is that a fatal mistake. Listen to some of the people who've accomplished what they did. I sat with a woman yesterday. that She, she came from India, I think, and came to this country and started painting pictures in the streets to make a few dollars to be able to support herself. Successful now in this industry. How do you stack up with where you sit? Is it too comfortable for you to help other people? So if you're doing okay financially, think about all those who are not. Can you reach out, get out of your egos? Kill your ego. Put on your servant's uniform. Become accessible. We're not movie stars. We don't march across the stage not say hello to the first person that comes along that may be here for the first time. I'll give that person as much time as I'll give a superstar. And those of you who know me, you know that's true. I do as much work after a meeting as I do on stage. Because I don't call it work. I call it a life of thinking about others and their dreams. Stop thinking about yourself. Stop counting your bank accounts. See how many people you can help begin to count pairs. So I look back and I think, 25 years, good heavens. I'm gonna tell you something, when you get to be my age, it's a flash, it's, it's just like, where did it go? Where did it go? know the sequel to that story of my dad telling me to only ask those who are really good at what you want to do. Well, I did. I did it athletically. And in 1961, I was the leading scorer in Madison Square Garden of the national championship basketball team. Uh, do Do you think that I knew that was going to happen? Or did it come from here? For anything great you're gonna do, if it don't well up in here, it ain't gonna happen. Do you hear, stop being cool, get past it. <laughs> Nobody cares how cool you are. <laughs> well, unbelievable. Clothes designers, you ever notice what they do to you? They create something with a new wrinkle and two new flowers and everybody's gotta have it. Robots. When you're closet, look back ten years ago. They just recreated what they made you buy ten years ago. <coughs> huh? We're not. We're never okay because we're always trying to live up to someone else's expectations. But I'll tell you one thing that is universally powerful, and that's giving a damn about other people. There's your magnet. That's what'll draw you love in your life. That's what'll draw you prosperity. To the level that you can build. There's nobody in your way, folks. Not one person in your way, but that person in the mirror. That person in the mirror. You've heard it said before, and it's like a flashing thought, isn't it? No, oh, person in the mirror. Yeah, I heard that one before. But why don't you go in and look and tell the truth? Do I do? Right things to deserve to have prosperous people spawn off of my leadership? Or am I Mr. Lucky or Miss Lucky looking for the right person to show up in my group? The surest way to find the right person is to you become that person first and they'll be attracted to you. You know the beauty of this? With the right coaching, the right information, the new brain lobotomy, which I'll work with you on Sunday. You can do it in a year. You can become something you never even were aware you could become. Because I believe we are eminently, eminently more powerful than we've ever played to date on this date. I want to thank you for listening. And I've been basically pretty nice today. (laughs) I'll love you, but (laughs) Sunday... Sunday, but I will tell you things that work and things that don't. Fair enough? God bless you.